Yo, this hot, this the spot, there it is, pod.com. We're interviewing the best comedians, so tune in quick and get your ears receiving them. We're talking about life and life to stream right to you from the microphone right to your home, dude. Side note, this might get embarrassing, but no, don't sweat, yo, because there it is. Welcome to the There It Is Podcast, a comedy podcast to help you find your inspiration. I'm your host, Jason Farr. Let's do this. Thanks so much for joining us for this Thanksgiving episode. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. We are joined by brother of the show, Trey. Welcome, Trey. Thank you for welcoming me to your bedroom at her mom's house. <laughs> yeah, he just got into town. I've been here a few days. Justina is at her mother's, well, she's not actually, she's at her sister's house. I'm sorry, listeners, that girlfriend of the show is not here. Uh, for this Thanksgiving episode, she'll be in the Christmas episode. <laughs> because I'll make her. Okay. As long uh, as you're nice. <laughs> but we're still going to have a fun time chatting about things we're thankful for in this abridged episode to get you over the hump of Holiday week, <laughs> the first holiday week of this holiday season, and people around families. Is Halloween not the start of holiday season anymore? Uh, I they, just they, mean they it forget, in the they forget type about of, Thanksgiving. <laughs> I the just, marketers. I just mean it in the sense of families getting together yeah. and big, you know, like extended families even getting together. Uh, that's Thanksgiving, Christmas, and uh, I don't know. Hopefully, you haven't pulled your hair out, listener. Uh, if you're spending time with your family already, two days ahead of Thanksgiving. But thanks so much for listening. As I said, we're going to just chat about a couple of things. And uh, first up, we'll talk about comedy that has happened this season, I guess I'll say. And uh, maybe since we previously talked about stuff on the pop talk episodes that we've done. But what comedy have we loved and liked recently? I actually am so behind on TV shows that I have not started this the final season of Brooklyn Nine-Nine yet. So just as a precursor to this, let me just say, I, I'm not going to mention that because I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. But the scheduling show. for that was also weird because they burned it off mm-hmm. instead of actually scheduling it. Like when all these other shows were delayed in the fall. Right. Instead of giving it a proper fall release, they did two episodes a Thursday, mm-hmm. like at the end of summer, kind of in that in-between period when people weren't thinking about it. So Yeah. It yeah. snuck up on me. Yeah. And, um, you know, as I mentioned, I'm like so behind on shows. I'm behind all the... I'm still on last season uh, Arrowverse shows. And uh, I'm sl- very slowly making my way through that. So I haven't seen it's Supergirl's final season has happened. I haven't seen that. I've seen it. And I'm, <laughs> I'm glad to not have to watch it. That's a comedy for us now at this point. I And the thing is, I feel bad because I really love Melissa Benoist on the show. The casting the cast from I like her, in general. Yeah, it, everybody was cast well, um, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can quibble with a couple. I know that they're, you know... Whichever version of Guardian you nev- didn't necessarily think was the best casting. I actually liked uh, the casting for James Olsen. Kelly, I think Kelly was fine. I just didn't see her. I never felt that she and 
and Alex as a character had mm. chemistry. Uh, so that was strange, but yeah, unintentional comedy <laughs> in the last season. <laughs> like we could do another Supergirl goofing on Supergirl <laughs> just on the series, on the final season of the series. Uh, and I don't know that it will be able to do that. That'd be too much, right? No, no. no, no. I mean, <laughs> maybe the finale. Mm-hmm. Maybe the finale. I don't want to hate on them too much because I do genuinely like a lot of the people on the cast, and particularly Melissa Benoist. Um, so perfect, perfect. Yeah. To Supergirl. Oh, she, I, she really is my Supergirl to me. Like, it, I know there's going to be one in the movies. I'm sure they'll do another iteration of the character somehow, some way. But Melissa was so great in the role, and I, I, I really like her. As I'm sure, if you've heard our previous episodes talking about the show, you've heard how much we like her in the role and appreciate her. But comedy that I've liked, um, I have liked getting to see live comedy again. That was a big deal, not only at the Magnet, but at Bell House, because Bell House is near where I live in Brooklyn with girlfriend of the show, Justina, and we'll go, we can walk there, we'll walk and see shows, and we just saw a really great show there. It was Punky Johnson and Friends. And for those who don't know, she is on her second season on SNL as a featured cast member. I believe it's her second season. Mm-hmm. And Trey's nodding. And uh, uh, Dismukes was there. Also was his second season. Also his second season. All three of the new cast members. Um, and then two of the writers. And I believe that was everyone. I don't think there was anyone else but it was a really great and fun show and uh sarah squirm as she goes by on instagram but sarah sherman was unbelievably good like so incredibly good so that was a really fun show it was just it's nice being in a room full of people laughing and this was a packed show and uh on november 13th i did a show with my house team at magnet that was sold out and it was I think one of the first full capacity shows that uh, they've been doing, because they've been doing half capacity at Magnet for a while. And this was full capacity and uh, it was sold out. And we had a really fun, hilarious show with another house team called Metal Boy. And they were hysterically funny as they always are. And um, then Justina's team, Butter, Butter, Butter went on and I, they did a augmented show and I, jumped in with them as just a monologist to inspire their improv and that was super fun so how does an augmented show work it was augmented in the sense that it's supposed to be two house teams per hour for megawatt which is the house team shows and the other team on her show her hour only had like two or three performers (laughs) that were available for the for the night because one of them's out of town on his honeymoon, and uh, there there's other reasons why people are gone. So they just did the full hour together um, and did a, what's called an Armando Diaz form where there's a... It's what you've seen when I showed you that UCB DVD. So it's someone doing a monologue and then scenes inspired by it, and another monologue and scenes in, ex, inspired by it. And we had a great time. It was a lot of fun. It was not... Uh, what anyone expected was going to happen. Even all of us didn't expect it to happen until five minutes before they were stepping on stage. And um, it was super fun. We had a really great time. And it was just a, a great crowd. And um, 
that's probably what I'm, you know, like comedy wise, what I've loved so far. Um, and I have really liked SNL this season. It's been a fun season. I still say that Rami Malek episode was probably arguably the strongest. It was up there. I mean, it's been a pretty good season overall, I mm-hmm. think, especially the episodes right after a break. Mm-hmm. Because I think the writers had more time to kind of build some stuff up and and mm-hmm. not have to lean so heavily on topical and and get weird uh-huh. where they wanted to. <laughs> and uh, James Austin Johnson, yeah, he's been great as both Trump and, and, Biden. and Biden. And and also when he's not doing uh, an impression of somebody, he's also been really great. Mm-hmm. He's he is really uniquely talented and and it's been good just as like the doctor in this sketch yeah and i think including that kind of rundown to to give us a visual cue on trump's <laughs> kind of meandering through <laughs> topics uh so funny what yeah. a great bit yeah they're doing a really killer job with him um and his take is my favorite take because he really found how to be funny with that meandering way of speaking that that Trump does, and he's been the funniest with that, and it's mm-hmm. been it's been great. He not just that he's a good impressionist, but the way he looks mm-hmm. uh, reminds me a lot of Daryl Hammond. Mm-hmm. Don't you think he kind of looks like he could be a son? <laughs> <laughs> I never thought of that before you said it, but I can see what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, speaking of sons and SNL, there's um, was it Don't Destroy Us. Is that the name of the new crew? Oh yeah, the uh, the the writers who have their kind of video segments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two of those guys, uh, people don't necessarily know. Tim Hurley is one of the fathers of this. Oh. <laughs> Tim Hurley wrote with Adam Sandler a lot on the show back in the early '90s, and then wrote a couple of Adam Sandler's movies. And Steve Higgins' son is also in that crew. Okay. Yeah, the I three of those that. guys are super funny. They've they've been killing it. I think the funniest one of their bits for me was the most recent one. It was the Pete Davidson. That one went off the rails. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I think before that, you know, I could tell they were talented, but the, the it just wasn't for me landing. Like I was mm. like, eh. But, you know, the Pete Davidson making fun of them. And then suddenly Taylor Swift comes in. <laughs> you know, that, that whole thing, I think it, it was perfect. Yeah, they were great. I, I really like those guys. Yeah. Uh, so that's again. I I went back and and mentioned another comedy thing that I like, but that reminded me of that. But what else have you liked? So also SNL for me. Um, that's probably the most traditional comedy show I've actually been on top of and and keeping up with. Uh, but as far as non traditional, but intentional funny, uh, <laughs> it's stuff on YouTube like the what culture slash. Uh, Trek culture people. Mm-hmm. I've enjoyed them for a long while now, but they, I mean, every now and again, they throw something out there, especially uh-huh. Adam Cleary, who, who's generally been my favorite mm-hmm. out of them. Uh, they'll throw something out there that's just funny. <laughs> but it's not necessarily like this scripted kind of like trying to be funny. It's just Adam Cleary's personality and his way of talking. Right. Like he finds the humor in the most mundane uh-huh. of things. And in the moment, he's very in the moment sort of yeah. uh, uh, funny, yeah. Um, which uh, is is always great. I mean, of course, improvisers know like that's 
that's one of the things they try to get people to reconnect with. It's just like, you don't have to try to be funny. You can just be mm-hmm. yourself and be honest about something you feel and something funny will come out because that's, mm-hmm. just, that's just how it's going to be. Um, and he's like that. I think he taps into that well. Yeah. And obviously uh, Red Letter Media is still another one that you're yeah, into. Still, still watch them. <laughs> and uh, I know we need to watch uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife now that we're in town. Oh, I already want to watch because I saw that they've already posted there. I, have, I was wondering if they, all week and I was wondering if they had posted theirs yet and I hadn't seen. Yeah, yeah, I'm loving YouTube stuff too. I mean, I watch a lot of the music things, and I watch Bob Ross, but that's actually where I catch up on Seth Meyers. Is I watch his closer looks and stuff mm-hmm. on there a ton. Yeah, that's that's mostly where I've been watching him. Nice. You know, I do occasionally catch some of the late night stuff, and uh, often live, just because I'm mm-hmm. on. You know, I'm a night owl, and so I'll still see that stuff, uh, but occasionally on YouTube. I'd like to watch stuff live. I'm oftentimes awake to watch it live, but um, Justina goes to bed early, so I don't want to keep her up by playing something on the TV. Um, and it's also like, she'll go to bed during SNL, and I'll just like have to turn it down to like 10 and barely be able to hear. Um, <laughs> so like, I need, a, I need a setup there where I can use headphones. Next topic is comedy we're looking forward to. And I'm looking forward to the Psych 3 movie. Mm-hmm. Which has uh, already dropped. So already out. It. Yeah, same with, you mentioned Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. We're going to see that soon. That's another one mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to. And I'm looking forward to the Paul Rudd Christmas episode. I want to see him do another Christmas episode. I think that's going to mm-hmm. be fun on SNL. Um, I don't know what else is yet to come out. Um, like, anytime soon. Mm-hmm. And I don't have any tickets for shows uh, in the near future. So I don't have any other comedy that I can think of off the top of my head that I'm looking forward to seeing. Yeah, no, I think you've named the ones that I can think of. Now, this isn't strictly a comedy, but Hawkeye looks like it's going to have comedic mm. moments. Mm-hmm. Like maybe some of that diehard style. We talked about this in the pop talk, but some of that kind of diehard level humor. Mm-hmm. Um, and the mentor-mentee and different generational uh, type humor. So I think, you know, while it's not a comedy, mm-hmm. I think we will it's find... the action comedy. comedy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's the most, next to Iron Man 3, the most, maybe going to be the biggest action comedy thing that Marvel has put out um, uh, since they started. Probably. Uh, I mean, well, the Guardians movies. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, as far as more of a grounded, because Guardians, they were grounded in the emotions of those characters, but mm-hmm. otherwise, it because of the, the cosmic nature, it was completely, like, just nuts. Mm-hmm. But since Hawkeye is not a super-powered character, and neither is Kate Bishop, uh, you know, it's going to be a much more grounded kind of, like you said, Iron Man 3. Maybe not even Iron Man 3, because that's not quite as grounded as mm-hmm. I think Hawkeye is going to be, because of the extremists and people blowing up and stuff like that <laughs> in Iron Man 3. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's just Shane Black. It's just always... He's such a action comedy guy, so when he yeah. did Iron Man 3, it was right in the vein of... I guess he did... 
Lethal Weapon 4. But he's written a ton of stuff, mm-hmm. I think, that... Uh, well, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, everybody knows he wrote and directed, but I feel like he did some other 90s stuff. Yeah. Um, That were, like, classic 90s action comedies. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm interested to see some more um, stand-up specials. I'm hoping Eddie Murphy gets his next year because he the pandemic kept him from doing it. He had plans to do it mm-hmm. and was all set to go on tour and everything, and then the pandemic shut it all down. That sucks. I rewatched Raw. Oh yeah, a few weeks ago because you made a joke about. It was during the Supergirl, when we were goofing on Supergirl, and you made a joke about uh, the Zoltar character wearing what Eddie uh-huh. Murphy put on after. <laughs> and, and so I w- went to just record the outfit, like him wearing the outfit, but it was so, I ended up watching the whole thing. <laughs> uh, How does it hold up? I haven't seen it in a while. I was surprised, because it's like you, it's been forever since I've seen it. But I, it was, it's obviously so classic that as I'm watching, I was remembering all mm-hmm. of the bits. Right. And, and I was still laughing at it. Mm-hmm. Even though I remembered it, even though I knew what was about to be said, <laughs> it was still hilarious. Mm-hmm. So it was, um, it definitely holds up. That's cool. I mean, there are a couple of jokes. I, I can't remember precisely what they were off the top of my head. Uh, some, like, um, I don't know that I'd quite call it anti-gay but you know that well yeah kind of i stuff. thought that was delirious that ha- but it's in raw as well if i remember because i know that he has since said he is disappointed in those jokes and doesn't like him doesn't condone that kind yeah. of stuff anymore it was it's weird to think about now like how common those sort of jokes were in the 80s that's the thing it's um because i'm old enough to remember that time mm-hmm. in that context i understood the jokes mm-hmm but that's where those are the ones that didn't land, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's. Um, I mean, I'm glad every, people have grown and, and our culture has grown and our society has grown to not find that sort of stuff acceptable anymore. Mm-hmm. So that's good. But it is a shame when it when you go back and you look at something and you're like, oh, okay, well, I this went over my head. I mean, I was a kid when I saw it, but mm-hmm. it went over my head as being inappropriate. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, like we obviously still have a long way to go. But even if I watched that in the '90s, I wouldn't necessarily have been like, "Hmm, this is inappropriate," right? Because I like it, and and I was very much a, a an advocate for gay rights and gay people in the '90s. So it it just shows how prevalent prevalent it was, and, and being grown up, like yeah. like like growing up with it being a norm mm-hmm. that you don't necessarily question it when you're young. Mm-hmm. But when you get a little older and start thinking a little more for yourself, you go like, wait a second, this isn't right. Yeah. This is against everything I've been taught. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I do want to actually do want to see it again though. Uh, not for that. Just, uh, just because, you know, just to check it out. Um, is it on Netflix? Paramount plus. I think oh, is where okay. I got it from. Yeah. I feel like his specials, he has a deal. I have to look it up again. I feel like, I feel like he has a deal to do a special somewhere. Probably. Like Netflix. Cause, yeah, because he has those movie deals. Uh, he had... Right, I, think, I feel like it's... Yeah, Amazon's where he did um, uh, Coming Di- to America. Oh, oh right. But I think Netflix is where he did... My name, uh, is, Dolomite. My name is Dolomite. Yeah, yeah. which is fun. Um, 
Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to what he's got coming out next, uh, and as well. I mean, that's not soon. None of that soon, but he's got some stuff in the works apparently. Mm-hmm. Well, at this point, we talk about what we're thankful for. So I'll talk about things with the podcast that I'm thankful for. I think it's been um, a fun year to uh, for the podcast when it comes to just like coming up with new ideas and and trying new things and and exploring new things and one was that conan at the emmys video i did on a whim sometimes you get an idea when you're like half asleep in the morning or even half asleep at night and uh i was i woke up thinking well it was like the night before i was like oh i could do this but it was again like not a full thought and i was half asleep and i went to bed and i woke up thinking about it I thought, yeah, I can do it. I need to do it later today. And I never questioned it. I just did it. It was a total whim and never, no thought, no, no like serious thought was put to it other than how to edit it. Mm-hmm. But I didn't think about why or what purpose can I be. I just said, I'll just do it. <laughs> Get it out there. Strike while the iron's hot, I guess, while people are still talking about this. I put it out and it like has hundreds of thousands of views. <laughs> And we ended up getting more subscribers to the YouTube, and there's more attention to the website and to the podcast. I don't know if it directly led to any newsletter subscriptions, but um, or new newsletter subscribers, I should word it as. But it was a cool thing that happened. I was glad that it happened. I don't know if I'll post another video like that again, mm-hmm. but uh, it, it just shows that inspiration can come from anywhere. And this was definitely one of them. And uh, I also really liked my chat with Wayne Fetterman and uh, interviews that I've I've yet to release. So stay tuned for that. They'll come out next year. But um, some fun things there that I really enjoyed. And also, this is something I, I like to just support people who've been on the podcast. And this is something I heard today. That Natasha Vainblot, who was on previously, not too long ago, had a really great conversation with her. She's now a writer at Fallon. Okay. And she just started like today or something like that. Yeah, she we was on uh, Lily Singh when you interviewed her. Yeah. And um, of course, that show ended and um, she bounced back with this, which is great. I'm really happy for her. I think she's fantastic. And I, I thought she was super nice and she's. Obviously, someone who is talented, but also uh, works hard and enjoys the job. So I think she'll be great there. I was really glad that she's working at his show. And a former writer of his, uh, Mets Bucket Hat Guy, (laughs) he was a writer from day one of Late Night with Jimmy Fallon. He's now at SNL. Hmm. And I'm pretty sure he wrote that Jonathan Majors episode sketch hmm. with the kids telling stories about ghosts, like creepy stories about <laughs> spirits and ghosts in the house. And I tweeted, like, this guy had to have written it. I don't know how you pronounce his last name. His nickname is like Deech. So I tweeted at him that he had to have written it and he liked it. <laughs> so he never, he didn't say, yeah, I wrote that. But he has on Twitter talked about stuff like that, like kids seeing spirits mm. and ghosts. So uh, anyway, thankful for uh, all these people who have been on the podcast and uh, the people who I hope to get next year. Oh, nice. 
Well, I am thankful for the vaccine. <laughs> Got a booster <laughs> last month thanks to uh, my my uh, part-time teaching job. Mm-hmm. This was back when they didn't open it up to everybody. Mm-hmm. They just opened it up to everybody. But uh, So I was able to get the booster last month and... N95 masks. Uh, I'm using those. Uh, but but that combination allowed me to have probably the most normal social function I've been at since the pandemic started. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was in, I, I flew into North Carolina, in, in Raleigh, mm-hmm. where our dad lives, and went to our favorite hot dog spot, posted that on Facebook, and one of my best friends saw I was in town, uh, Brian, who I talked about on the Halloween oh, yeah. hot talk. So he's the one who was getting married. Uh, and so he saw him in town. Uh, he didn't expect me to be in town. So he had an extra ticket for the wedding. So he said, hey, what are you doing Sunday? Uh, and so I went. And ev- pretty much everybody there was vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So while many of us were still wearing the mask during the actual ceremony, once the uh, reception started, mask came off. Mm-hmm. And it just looked normal. Felt normal. Mm. It was like all these folks just... As if it were 2019. <laughs> uh, so that that was great. And to be able to catch up with Brian and then our other good friend, Roderick, from middle and high school. Wow. So that was uh, that was great. Uh, and, and obviously thankful to be here mm-hmm. in South Carolina for family. And uh, I was able to go by, uh, basically did the tour the past few days of all the schools <laughs> I went to growing up. Uh, our elementary school is nothing... Literally nothing yeah. like it was. I, I, yeah, it was so long. It was the 80s. Yeah, but I mean, other <laughs> buildings, like my middle and high school, it's the same yeah. buildings, at least. They literally tore down York Elementary and rebuilt something else. Oh, like nothing wow. about it. Nothing about it is the same. I mean, that's happened with almost all of my schools because, um, I mean, except for maybe the preschool. No, nope, that's gone. Oh, yeah. See, the preschool, <laughs> now my elementary school, then the elementary school I was at for a year when I moved to South Carolina. That one was torn down years ago, and they put a Bilo there, <laughs> Bilo grocery store there that is now closed. And uh, the so the elementary school is somewhere else, so I don't have any connection to that. And um, even when I go to that Bilo parking lot, I don't feel like I'm going to that school. But I was only there a year. Mm-hmm. And um, my high school is relocated. And the, I've been by the high school, and it's just all different colors, and there's some new stuff up, but I also didn't love high school, so I, it's not like I have a, like, anything that hurts about that. Uh, and then Winthrop looks pretty different. My college looks pretty different. Mm. Uh, it doesn't look completely different. There's some things that are the same, but I need to go up there again. Uh, they just had a homecoming, but it was the week before I got here, so yeah. I couldn't go. I couldn't go up for it, but um, I found out after I got the ticket. One thing I do want to mention, though, is not not having to do with schools, but YouTube stuff, because you put together all of the videos uh, that are on there. So I was wondering if you could break down how you go through and choose the things that you enhance the episodes with. Well, it's not going to sound that interesting, because <laughs> really, I just real time listen to the podcast episode mm-hmm. and, and there's and, anything referenced right and so it's and so i'll talk about mostly the interview based mm-hmm. episodes because mm-hmm. uh you know i don't know beforehand what you all talked about if it's a pop talk episode of the podcast mm-hmm. 
I'm often taking notes throughout of mm-hmm. what references were made, and I still don't catch them all because it's like, <laughs> well, when Rob signed, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, Rob is rapid fire. I mean, I I mm-hmm. make a lot of side references too, so I can't put it all on him. But but he makes jokes that are like deep cut, and there has to be an explanation for the audience to understand, right? <laughs> and then there are these like. Something will spark a thought for a side topic, and then it's... And it goes down a rabbit hole, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, I don't... I mean, I try to get all this stuff before the actual audio mm-hmm. podcast has, has been released, so that I at least have prepped. Mm-hmm. And then, as mm-hmm. I'm listening, I still catch the, oh, man, I didn't get this one. I, <laughs> and, and what ends up happening is, by the end of the episode, I keep feeling like I'm almost done. And then you hear something else. Yeah, and I'm almost done for like two days. <laughs> and so I'm just ready to be done. <laughs> I want to be done with this episode. But with for an interview-based episode, it's really just kind of listening. And then when I hear you all say something uh, that that's that requires, I think, a little bit of explanation. Mm. And I'm I'm also coming in at it. I'm not as entrenched in comedy as you or your guest. And so Sometimes you all, if you talk a little more inside baseball mm-hmm. than me as a, a layperson, <laughs> that's where I'm like, well, what, what is the movie? What is the, <laughs> what is this process they're talking about? Uh, and so I'll go and look for a definition mm-hmm. or an example mm-hmm. or of whatever. Which uh, is helpful. I mean, it's like basically the idea of if you're watching a TV show that was covering this stuff. You know, like the ESPN shows that we watch, like they'll show a clip Mm -hmm. of whatever happened at the game that they're talking about or whatever incident that they're referring to, to, to apply some context so that people know. Right. And I look at, I mean, that's a great example because they do have podcast versions of like Around the Horn and, Mm -hmm. and PTI. And so they explain enough. For you to get something out of the audio only version. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to be watching this on a visual medium, mm-hmm. which is how I view the YouTube version, mm-hmm. then there needs to be that little bit of extra. Yeah. And sometimes it is just like, here's a picture of this person that they someone referenced was on their team, which mm-hmm. is just a nice little additional thing. So again, go check out youtube.com slash there it is to see our episodes that started... I guess it was the beginning of this year that we started doing enhanced episodes. Yeah, so it was like 200, the... around episode 200 and on, they're going to be enhanced. Yeah, it was that Wonder Woman. Uh, Pop we song. saw, yeah, yeah, Wonder Woman 84. Right. I think we also talked villains in that episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that was, that was the first enhanced. There was an attempt to do an enhanced version of last year's Christmas episode, uh, but but I hadn't figured out the rules for youtube to oh yeah yeah yet. so the version that i created <laughs> didn't get put on <laughs> that's right well we're thankful for you doing that because it is i know a lot of work especially when it's a pop talk episode and um you know i'm doing everything else with this so it's helpful when somebody else could be like well here's the thing you can do and, I, and you're putting it together it makes it a lot easier because i don't have an intern there's <laughs> somebody who's inviting the guests other than me i'm the one who's recording and editing the episodes Mm -hmm. so it's uh, and then everything that's written i'm writing 
So it's uh, very helpful. I'm very thankful for you putting those together because they're great. They're super oh. fun. Oh, thank you. It's fun to do. Um, you know, I uh, even though I get to that point where I'm like, when are you going to be done making references? I still enjoy doing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, there it is. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. And be sure to follow us on social media at there it is pod on twitter facebook and instagram also as we mentioned on youtube at there it is youtube.com slash there it is you can follow me on twitter at jason far jokes and on instagram at jason far picks and also you can subscribe to our comedy lifestyle newsletter it is just a free newsletter about Pursuing comedy, tips on how to write sketches or jokes or whatever that I find very edifying, articles that I've found. So you could go to thereitispod.com for more information on the newsletter. Links in bio, and next week starts our mini episode, so check those out. Until next time, be good to each other. The music for the theme song was created by Neil Brooks. The rap was written and performed by Nick Acevedo. The logo for There It Is was created by Jeff Prater. The There It Is podcast is produced by Jason Farr. (laughs) 